welcome to the special edition of round two AFL season relaunch under pressure podcast. Boy, that was a mouthful to all get in. We've got a bumper show where we're going to be looking into a lot of round two as the footy resumes. Join me as he always does. Once again, back on Zoom is Jake Barker. Welcome back. Thanks, Matt. How are we going? Back on Zoom. Bit like we've gone back in time a little bit, but we'll get through it. This yeah. we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Yeah. To, to be honest, if this was before Corona, we wouldn't know to use Zoom. So it's all all for the good. Yeah, that's it. So on Saturday, we released our our gradings for this week's round of footy, where we rated what we think is the most important game and what is the least important game. And there are some differences in our list, but I think as a general statement, Jake, I haven't seen us agree on so many things, well, ever. Yeah, no, I've, when we both matched up our list, like, as you said, there's, there's games that are a bit off, but, like, they're not too far different. So I think we've, unfortunately, in some ways, we have the same footy mind in a way. Not always, but in this case, we, we sort of have. Like, to be honest, pretty much but we've both got the same groups. We've just ranked a couple of games slightly differently. But one of the ones that we do agree on is we both believe that Gold Coast and West Coast is the least important game. What was your sort of reasoning behind that, Jake? Unfortunately, it's the reasoning that I feel like most people would have. You've got a West Coast team that, looks phenomenal going into this year and you've got a Gold Coast a Gold Coast team that's pretty raw, not a lot of experience. Heard that Brandon Ellis, one of their recruits, is going to be out as well. So they they lose they lose that as well. It's just it's it's just a game where you think West Coast are going to win by nine or ten goals even with the uh, limited amount of time. So unfortunately that that's that's the reason why I put that one in there. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you on that. Like word for word, that's pretty much what I would have said. However, we've gone slightly different in our sort of eighth place game. I've gone the GWS North Melbourne game. Uh, GWS top five side. Um, many people think they're going to be a side that's there thereabouts when we get to that point in September against. North Melbourne, a side who did play actually well in round one, getting the win over St Kilda. But to be honest, the, the game they played against St Kilda, in my mind, was a 50-50 game. Um, and I think um, ninth position, they're very over-rated over, um, in that opinion. I sort of see them sort of below 12th on the ladder. So that's why I sort of didn't see that game. I, I see the Giants running away with it. You did Sydney and Essendon, and I'm a bit curious to find out why. Well, I'm a bit like... I look, I look at the team with my like ladder predictions and whatnot. So, with Sydney and Essendon, I have both those teams not making the eight. So, I look at that game and go, how interesting is that going to be for me to watch? And I know there's some great players in there, but for me, it's just not as interesting and... I don't know any other words to describe it, really. I just, I don't have that, that inkling to want to watch that game as much as I do 
the the Brisbane game or the GWS game. I feel like there's no one in that game that's going to be a top eight top eight team. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that, and um, we actually both agreed um, with the Brisbane and Fremantle being the seventh place game. I think for me it was Brisbane or a like. Yes, they lost in round one, and that's actually the reason why it's above the other teams is they need the win. Whereas Fremantle, even though they lost round one, they were the youngest side in the comp. Um, there's sort of a bit of leniency with them if they do have a bad game. Yeah, uh, no. over Brisbane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I then did Sydney Essendon. Um, while I do think Essendon will miss out on finals. I think they're going to be a side that's going to be on the fringes of the eight. I think they're going to finish sort of in that 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 window. Yeah. So I saw like that. And I also gave it a couple of additional points because there's going to be a little bit of bad blood. Like probably both sides will admit there's no bad blood between the two, but there's going to be a lot of media sort of intrigue of uh, this side tried to steal one of the other players players while contracted in Joe Danaher. So I just think there's just going to be that little bit of media hype. It means nothing, but just a bit of fun, I thought. I do, sort I, of one of the reasons. I have to admit, I didn't Go think on. about... Uh, yeah, I have, I have to admit, I didn't really think about the uh, Joe Danaher side when uh, when picking the list. So yeah, I guess that's a, that's, that's a fair point and the media will love to harp on that and use that for, for the good. Yeah, um... But yeah, they're both sort of in the eight at the moment. Both got wins. Um, and these wins are very important. So that's why I had that. You had uh, GWS and North Melbourne. Yeah, I just just plain and simple. Keep it, keep it nice and quick. I really like GWS as a team. And I think they're, I think they're really good. And I reckon I, I like watching them play. I liked, even though the grand final wasn't great, I did enjoy seeing them get to that point. And, yeah, I just like them as a team, so that's why I had them a bit higher than, than what you did. Um, I've been in uh, fifth place. I've got the showdown. Um, it's a showdown. It's going to be a good game. Um, so that's why I did that. I have a bit of faith in that being a great game. Um, and there's always going to be blood in there. There's... Always a lot of intrigue in that. The reason why I didn't have it high on the list is, personally, I don't rate Adelaide at all. I think they're a, a bottom three side, and I, I expect Port to run away with that. So that's why I haven't rated that higher. You went with St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, with, with this with this game, I had... It was, a, it was about the same as my five and four. So Carlton and Melbourne at number four and St Kilda and the Bulldogs at five. I sort of see these games as one and the same, really. Like, they're all teams that are really on the rise and, and will probably finish in that middle bracket along with the Essendons and the Ports and the North Melbournes and things like that. So I had, those, I had St Kilda and Western Bulldogs and Carlton and Melbourne there just purely because they're, they're all exciting teams. And they've yeah. both got a lot of young players, uh, a lot of new recruits, especially at St Kilda. And, yeah, I just thought 
I just, just thought that that dynamic was the best way to go for me at um, four and five. You've, you've got yeah. St Kilda and the Bulldogs at yeah, four no, as well? Yeah, I've got St Kilda and the Doggies at four, but I never looked at them as the same as the Carlton-Melbourne pairing. And you're absolutely right. In uh, Looking at my list now, I actually wish I actually had St Kilda and uh, the Bulldogs at three because, like Melbourne and Carlton, I think if you ask both supporter groups... Uh, maybe not so much with St Kilda, but they both think, oh, yeah, we're playing this side. That's a, that's a win. And But the, the reason why I actually think it's a little bit more important is for the do- if you're looking at it from a Melbourne and a Doggies perspective, if they lose, they're both 0-2. Yeah. It's a shortened... The storyline on them is going to be the storyline of the week. So I, and the Doggies had a while Melbourne were disappointing in round one and lost, they didn't, they did a couple of things to sort of save them from a huge humiliation where the doggies were just rubbish. So. (laughs) Yeah. To put it plain and simple. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. they, They, they were shocking. So I know that sort of got off the point, but they are very similar games. Um, and I think for the, if, if Carlton and, and um, St Kilda lose, it's going to be, uh, yeah, they, they lost to a side that's, that's a better side. But if Carlton and St Kilda win, they go, it'll, it, unfortunately for them, the storyline will be, crap, these sides played rubbish. And there will be some serious questions asked, I think particularly more with Melbourne, given that Luke Beveridge has recently signed a huge contract extension last year. Yeah. You had the showdown at three. Yeah, I had the showdown at three. Uh, I've I've always enjoyed the showdown. It, to be honest, I, I think it's the best. I think it's the best state v state game that there is. It's better, I think yeah. it's better than the derby. It's definitely better than Battle of the Bridge and the, the Q, Q clash. The Q clash. Yeah, I, I think it's the the best of all those and. I know, I know you mentioned that Adelaide's pretty rubbish at the moment and probably will be a lot this season. I, I feel like it'll still be a good game, though. And now I should, I should mention that now that there's going to be some fans there as well, could be, could be even better. So Yeah, the- um, yeah. I went with Geelong and Hawthorne. Huge game down at Cardinia Park. Yes, Hawthorne supporters, you're not playing on your beloved MCG. Um, I had them third. Purely because I think this particularly um, nothing will beat Collingwood Richmond. It doesn't matter if it's 17th v 18th or 1st v 2nd. It's going to be a huge game. So I had them one, one, but I just didn't see Geelong and Hawthorne um, passing that. And I also thought more so the story, I think if Melbourne lose round two, that's the biggest storyline no matter what, of results of the games for the week. Yeah, no, that's fair. I can understand that. So, and I had, that's why I had Geelong Hawthorne there. I, I think we all know why it's an important game. Geelong and Hawthorne, probably the best rivalry of the, of the recent era. Um, sort of goes without saying. Yeah, I pretty much had... I had Geelong and Hawthorne there purely purely because of the narrative and, and how, great of, how great it's been, as you said, over the last 10, 12 years. 
And then obviously, as you mentioned, Collingwood, Richmond, with them being arguably both top four candidates this year, possibly top top two, they could both be in the top two. It's it's just a great game to kick things off with the uh, the revamp season, and I think I think it's going to be awesome to watch on Thursday night. And I reckon I reckon it'll be one of the most viewed games in a long time. I think people have been saying it could be the most viewed in season game ever, given that it's. Uh, Collingwood Richmond, and then it's the first game of footy we we will see in a fair while. Um, it's definitely something that I am looking forward to. Yep, couldn't agree more. Get the super coach going as well. Um, so what do you think um will happen this weekend? So we're going to start off with Collingwood Richmond. Where do you see that game heading? I've heard a lot of people getting on the uh, Collingwood bandwagon, actually, come to think of it. Couldn't agree with you more. It's I, I feel like it's the noise is all Collingwood, yet a little part of you still says, oh, but it's Richmond. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that little part of me is pretty pretty strong at the moment. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Richmond, but probably only by, only by a couple of goals or under a kick, something like that. But yeah, I have heard a lot of noise for Collingwood over the, over the last week and a bit. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. I can't wait for it. My issue is there has just been so much noise around Collingwood that I think, oh yeah, they'll beat anyone. And then I see they're playing Richmond and I go, oh, that's going to be close. I love... I, I, people often say, are you a Richmond supporter given how much I love what Richmond are doing. I, I talk them up a lot. I talk quite a few of their own players up quite a bit. But... 100%. Moment, it, it, yeah. <laughs> there's just that... There's, and there's been a lack of noise over Richmond. But as, I think it's just that I haven't seen much of Richmond in the last couple of weeks. But I'm also going to tip Richmond by a kick or two. Then we're going to go to the Cattery. Um, where, where do you see this one going, Jake? Well... All right, I've I've taken my unbiased hat off and my and my Geelong jumper that I'm currently wearing. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, I believe Geelong will win this game purely because it is at GMHBA, and I know everyone will go, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter." But Hawthorne haven't played there in since 2006, I believe, and that's a long time not to play. I know you can redo grounds, your own grounds to the dimensions and stuff, but it's not the same as playing on the actual ground in a, in a, in a game for, for four premiership points. So I, I think Geelong will be too good and too, too good in this one, but not, not by too much. That two to three goal range, I think it'll be tight. And then Geelong might kick away just a little bit towards the end. But Hawthorne will certainly put up a fight. And it's a big game for Geelong as well. If they lose this, they go 0-2. Oh so that'll be a big story as well. For me, um, it's Geelong v Hawthorne at Cadinia Park. It's, to be honest, uh, almost for me, the second or sort of like the third or fourth easiest game to tip. I'm tipping <laughs> Geelong. Um, like pretty much, I, I have a general tipping rule. Geelong in Geelong, I will always tip. And I will always be prepared to wear the loss of them if they're not in Geelong. I'm going to be intrigued to see if that continues later this year with like the Richmonds and the Collingwoods. But 
just because that rule's never had to be applied. But yeah, I'm I'm behind the the cats here 110 percent, which is weird for me to say, and I'm sure Jake has just fallen off his chair. Yep. Yeah. Um, had, to pick, had to pick myself up then. Brisbane and for also just adding on to that. I know a lot of people are talking Hawthorne up at the moment. I'm just not yet convinced with them at the moment. Um, I think they've got a lot of good elements, but I, I, I want to see something from them. And I just, part of me just thinks Geelong's more reliable to cheer. Brisbane Fremantle at the Gabba. That's going to be an interesting game, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It's sort of a must-win game for Brisbane after losing to... Hawthorne in round one at the MCG, but um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to tick with Brisbane. I think Fremantle impressed me a lot with their first game against Essendon at Marvel Stadium, being the youngest team in the comp, and to only lose by a few goals, they impressed me a lot. But I feel like Brisbane need to announce themselves, and this is the perfect way to start that, um, given that they lost earlier in the year. So for me, it's Brisbane, but I'm expecting to see a bit of fight from the Dockers. So I think that'll be about a four to five goal margin. Yeah, I sort of see it going the same way. The Freo's had a bit of a difficult start to begin the year, going to Melbourne and then going to the Gabba for their first two two games. They haven't really been drawn the drawn a great card there, but they did put up a fight, like you said, in, in round in round one against the Bombers. So I expect no less in this game, but uh, like yourself, I, I do believe Brisbane will bounce back and and take the chocolates in this game, albeit by probably that four-goal four margin, I'd say. Now, going on after that, after that game, the next game of the round will be Carlton versus Melbourne, which I know Matt is looking forward to, even though it is at Marvel Stadium. What are your thoughts on yeah. this game, Matt? Um, it's very hard for me to say this. It's, this is going to sound a bit of a cop-out answer, but... If the if the 2019 Melbourne show up, it's going to be a very close, horrible game of footy to watch. But if the 2018 Melbourne show up, I think it could be a uh, could get a bit ugly for Carlton. But I just don't know which Melbourne will show up. That's my problem. If we knew that Melbourne were back and they were the sort of the challenging side they were a couple of years ago, you'd you'd say that this is a five goal win but I just Melbourne they've broken my heart too many times and um, I, I, I find them hard to tip I am going to tip them because I do think they are the better side um, and the fact that Cruz is not playing he is one of very few Ruckman in the competition that has been able to consistently shut Max Gorn down and with him out I think that gives um, Melbourne a big advantage. And um, there's a lot of excitement, um, maybe even with Harley Bennell playing, but um, I think Melbourne will win. But I wouldn't be surprised if Carlton win and um, the Carlton boys have a great game because they've actually got a really good emerging list. I say it time after time. I think they've uh, underperformed in recent years, but I, I would love to see Carlton play well. Well, here. What about yourself, here, Jake? Yeah, I know you've you've enjoyed Carlton's play over the last few years. I know that's probably hard for you to say, but I, I know you like like Carlton as a team. But um, yeah, I, I I think you're right that it 
if this game were at the G, I feel like I wouldn't have, it wouldn't be as hard for me to tip. I know that these, both these teams are good at Marvel, but I feel like it wouldn't be hard for me to tip if this was at the G. I feel like I would just go Melbourne straight out purely because of the game. For me, I'm the exact opposite. Oh, really? Last couple of years, I've actually felt um, Melbourne's been more reliable at Marvel than the G. And once we sort of got over that Marvel hoodoo, I felt like we've been a better side at Marvel. We've been a little bit more exciting to watch. Um, But yeah. It's surprising as a Melbourne supporter to say, I actually think we're better at Marvel, but I actually think it's true. Now, it's taken a while to say that, but yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, that, I guess that's fair enough. Like, I, I can see why. I, I, can, I know that both teams are good at Marvel, so it, it will bring a better game, game of football, I believe, than if it was at the G. And I have seen Melbourne lose to Carlton recently, in, even in 2018 at the G. So that's sort of just... I, I, when we were at our peak, we did lose to Carlton at the G. That's sort of my worry. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I think. I think this one will be close, as you said. I think it'll be decided in the last five minutes of the game. Paddy Cripps will have a big game, I reckon. Oh, and, I couldn't agree with you more there. And I reckon this will be decided how the team, both teams, play in the last five minutes. And it'll be good to see some young teams go at it and fight for that win in the last last couple of minutes of a game. So. I reckon Melbourne, Melbourne by three points. There you go, Matt. That's, that's, think, yeah, that's my it's tip. It's also a game. Couldn't, yeah. I think, we'll, I think it might be two to three goals. Um, to, I, I'm going to tip Melbourne. But I also think Carlton could win by two to three goals. And I think it's a game that both Carlton and Melbourne supporters both think that they're a certain entity to win, which makes it an absolute um, brilliant game. Gold Coast versus West Coast. Um, the Eagles by 10 goals. Um, yeah, there's not much more to say, really, is there? I think that sums it up. And the showdown, um, I think, given where both these clubs are at, I would normally, once again, sort of say that's sort of that 50 to 60 point margin. But there's very rarely a thrashing in their showdown. So it's, I think it, because the showdown's always been close. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to still tip Port Adelaide. I don't see Adelaide at all threatening in the game, unfortunately. And uh, I think, I think the one thing that I would like to see is Adelaide actually show some fight and character because they're being questioned a lot at the moment over their sort of culture. And I'd like to see a bit of culture from Adelaide. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you on that, but I think, I think we need to give a little credit to little credit to Adelaide. They did, they did have a fairly good game, even though it was at home in round one against, against Sydney. Like it, it was a, it was a quality game of football on, I think it was a Saturday, Saturday afternoon twilight game. It's a really good game between those two teams. I think when it comes to this showdown, obviously showdowns are always good, as we said, as Matt said before. But I reckon it'll be close up until half time, and I think Port will Port will show their class, and I think they'll they'll finish it off in in what will be a probably a bit of a blowout. 
in, in, in a showdown game. Moving on to the Sunday games, we have the Giants taking on North Melbourne at Giants Stadium. Uh, I see this going one way. The Giants look fantastic at their home ground in round one against Geelong. They, they, they barely put a foot wrong and they, they were so clean with the footy and I think they play that ground really, really well. So I'll, I, don't, I don't see it being close, but I don't see it being a blowout. So I see it being that, that, that four or five goal margin, the same as what it was against Geelong in round one, unfortunately for North yeah. fans. Yeah, we watched um, that game uh, together, uh, the Geelong uh, Giants game earlier this year. And I thought the Giants were phenomenal, potentially even played the best of any side in uh, round one, because I actually thought Geelong played a really solid game of football. And to be honest, if Geelong play like that most weeks, they'd probably walk away with the four points. They were beaten by both sides played well. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you, the Giants. Um, I'd like to see what North Melbourne can do as well. Sydney and Essendon. Um, I actually think this could has actually got, obviously, the Joe Danaher element, even though he's not playing. But I also think the other thing that's a bit interesting here is um, it's going to be a very long day for uh, Essendon and for North Melbourne, for that matter given that they would, they'll be leaving Melbourne at about 8am on Sunday morning and probably won't be getting home until after midnight or around midnight, realistically. Or, sorry, leaving the airport at 8am. Um, so it could be like, a, it's just going to be a huge day for them. And I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of deal with that. And I think it could be a good thing to see how other sides can learn from them. But I actually think Sydney are going to win this um, purely because... They're at home. Um, I think they're two pretty evenly matched sides. Um, and, yeah, I think it's actually... I think that's got a good game written all over it as well. Yeah, it really does. I, I, I like the matchup between these two teams, albeit I did have it pretty low in my, in my games of watching. But it, it will be a good game. There's a lot, lot of good midfielders in, in, in both sides and that'll create a, a really nice flowing game. And I've, I've gone with the same as you, the... The, the, the whole travelling factor and yeah, I've gone Sydney albeit by maybe a couple of goals, I run away with it at the end of the game so yeah that, that's, that's, that's why I've probably gone with the Swans over the Bombers in, in that one though the Bombers could pop up and win, they had a good win in round one so you never know Closing out the round we have St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs probably a game a bit like the uh, Carlton Melbourne game in a way at, at Marvel Stadium and it's against two of Two of the same type of teams and teams that want to feature in the in the finals at the end of the year. Uh, I, I've yeah, got, um, yeah, you go. Um, I just I believe the the doggies are going to win this one. But I know St Kilda have got a lot of new recruits like your, your Paddy Riders and your, your Brad Hills and whatnot, who are, who have some some really good recruits, in fact, but. I love the I love the Bulldogs midfield with Dunkley, Bontempelli, McRae, and the like. But it's a not, it's a nice solid midfield, and I, I think that'll get the job done for the doggies. They'll they're pretty quick. I know Brad Hill's pretty quick, but I I, I think that the doggies might 
in my opinion, will uh, get the job done in another another close one, like the Carlton-Melbourne game, I'd say. It'll be decided in that last yeah. five, five minutes. Similar to other days, I think the Dogs need this win. I think, as I said, whoever, lo- if whoever loses these games, if it's uh, St Kilda or Melbourne, uh, sorry, uh, Melbourne or the Doggies, it's going to be a huge story. Um, for Melbourne, it would have been more the element of it looks like they continue to disappoint for a second straight year and does vast change need to happen. Whereas for me, the doggies, if they lose, um, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. Um, they've obviously got the Lockie Hunter element from earlier this year where he's now suspended and they could be there. They, they just need a win just to turn their fortunes around, if that makes sense. Um, but I'm actually going to... I'm probably going to hover over this tip for the entire weekend. But right now, and I might change this tip for when I actually do my tips, but right now I'm actually thinking St Kilda, purely because they were really good in round one, but they just threw the game away in the last quarter against Melbourne. Yeah, Um, definitely. For 75% of the game, they were the best team and they lost essentially the unlosable game. It is... As is commonly referred to as, but yeah, I I I liked I enjoyed for the most part what St Kilda produced in round one. Moving on, um, we're just going to hover around a few quick news items and um, stories um, that have come out recently, and um, I've recently started listening to the Howie Games, which is a podcast that's been around for a while and is one of the best podcasts in Australia. Strongly recommend that you listen to them, but listen to us first. <laughs> um, uh, but seriously, Mark Howard um, is one of my favourite people in the uh, Australian sport media landscape. And he has been announced to be joining Fox Footy as a commentator. Um, funny that th- this has actually happened because uh, last week I actually had a a bit of a chat to Jake on. I said, I wish Mark Howard commentated more footy games. Surely, given that he's at Fox Cricket, he can do some Fox footy. And that's exactly what's turned out to happen. What do you think about that, Jake? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of eating my words a little bit because I, I, I didn't think he'd be any good at it. But obviously, they've given him a gig. So I, I am looking forward to seeing how he goes. And ho- hopefully, I'm proven wrong because he, he is very good at what he does at the Big Bash. So I hope he can bring some of that flair into the... Uh, the AFL world. To be honest, I'm actually legitimately almost more excited about Mark Howard commentating this weekend than actually seeing my my demons actually run out onto the field. I'm I'm a bit of a a, a bit of a Howie uh, fan. Um, love all of his work, um, but also lucky for me, he's actually commentating the Melbourne Carlton game alongside um, Dwayne Russell. Jason Dunstall and uh, Gary Lyons. So that will be a wonderful uh, Saturday Twilight game for those who have got Fox Footy or KO. Solid lineup, that one. It's actually pretty much the perk. You've got the youthful caller in Howie. You've got the the calm and the reserved Dwayne Russell. And then you've got the Larrikins in uh, Spa, uh, in um, the Chief and uh, Gaz. Um, crowds. We're going to have crowds in a couple of states this weekend, albeit only a few people, a couple of hundred in the uh, corporate boxes. 
um, in in South Australia for the showdown and in Queensland, which I think it's great that even though it's only in a small capacity, it's great to have people at the stadium watching the game. Yeah, it's it, it's wonderful to see. I, I hope it's not I hope it's not too early that we've we've gone with this because I know that recently the rugby league had announced that they're going to start doing crowds as well early July. So I'm hoping that's not just a follow up follow up from what they're doing, but it should be good. It should be good. It'll be good for fans to go and see the games. And I know people have been missing football a lot, so I hope hope it's all. I'm sure it'll all be done very safely. Plenty of hand sanitizer and people can go along and support their team and hopefully get a win. I, I think what's um, been really good is I've sort of recognised corporate boxes as potentially restaurant spaces and that's what's essentially been one of the elements that's given them the clearance. And what I also think that the AFL have done really well is over the NRL is the NRL have been sort of, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, then get government approval. Whereas the AFL have got the... Um, government approval and then said this is what we're doing and I think that's a more mature more responsible way to do it I think the NRL have been brilliant in getting the, the game back in May and I think um, full credit to uh, to Volandi and his team in that um, as a Melbourne supporter um, one thing that's giving us a lot of optimism is the Harley Bunnell looking like that he could make the fairy tale return in round two which to be honest if you, um is wonderful he was one of the best i put him as the third best gold coast son of all time so far behind uh, gary ablett and tom lynch um phenomenal player really deserves the third chance um he would be playing his uh third if, if he does play be playing his third AFL game in almost five years. Um, but um, just some things of uh, comments that have been made in the uh, press. Um, Simon Goodwin has said he wants him to play, um, saying it's very tempted and exciting. We always thought he'd be ready mid-year and it just happens to be round two. So he's done everything right. He's done a lot of training in isolation. More importantly, he's done everything we've asked of him in the last three weeks. He's definitely putting the pressure on. What it will be is a fairy tale story for Harley. He has gone through a lot on and off the field, and it's been a long time since he's played his last game of AFL football. We'll leave it with high performance manager Darren Burgess and the medical team to come up with the decision but he's going to be around the mark. He's very close and it's very exciting for Melbourne supporters. Jake, should Benel play in round two? I think he should. Obviously, that, that's, that's great coming from, from your coach. You want, you want to hear that, hear that you're going well and hear that you're in the coach's favour and not in, not in like a, a sucking up sort of way, but in, in a way that you, you, you've proven yourself to him and that you deserve a spot in that team. And I think, I think he will get a... I think he will get a go and prove to, prove to a lot of people, prove to all the doubters that, that he can do it and can get back. And I'm hoping he can finish off, not finish off, I'm hoping he can continue his career for Melbourne and, and hopefully retire there one day after playing hopefully 200-plus games. I, sometimes, I get yeah. the feel, sometimes I get the feeling that uh, we're a bit of a Harley Bennell podcast, the amount of times we talk yeah. about it. 
Yeah, and no, no doubt by summer it will be a Nick Madison podcast. Um, for those that don't know, they're the, the players that I'm very keen to say, see play more sport at the top of their field. Um, for me, just going through what uh, Simon Goodwin said is, um, and uh, linking back to the brilliant to Helen Back documentary that Melbourne did in the off season is a lot of the um, clips that we saw in there was Harley we're giving you an additional um, one more chance to do it. We need you to perform. And if you do that, we will give you the opportunities that you want. And um, for him to say, um, for Goodwin to say, he's done everything we've asked of him. And um, for me, that sort of links to, hey, he's had his rough patch, but he's now showed the maturity that he's ready to play AFL football and be in the spotlight. And I think that's a, a really key um, thing in what um, Simon Goodwin said. I, the other key bit that I saw was that Darren Burgess and the medical team will essentially evaluate if he plays or not, which to me says, Goodwin said, I want him to play if he's fit. So that I think is a wonderfully exciting thing to see. Yeah, no, definitely, and I really hope he does get a get 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 a spot in the team, and I'm I'm sure he'll perform and live up to Goodwin's high high standards. That's it. The other th- the other thing that sort of was revealed in the day on um, I've lost the tweet. Um, where is it? I've lost the tweet. Uh, is about the WA hubs. Um, with potential of post round five for the entire competition, uh, for some sides to go to Perth to play in a, um, a hub in WA, so the WA clubs can get a few home games. Um, it would open with a derby, a derby, which once again, always an exciting game. Um, but it would also mean that some Victor- most likely Victorian clubs would need to fly interstate to be hubbed over there. And um, the only sides that aren't playing interstate or have played a WA club in the first five rounds of the footy are Geelong, St Kilda and Carlton. So I would say they're almost certain to be in that hub. Um, For me, I think the fourth side would actually be uh, North Melbourne, purely (coughs) because they're... They've got an away game in round two in Sydney and um, would be the side who has, has got the longest gap between playing interstate. Um, Essendon also plays interstate this weekend, but they did play Fremantle in round one, so it defeats the purpose of them going into the WA hub and makes it more likely that they would go to a South Australian hub if required. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a Geelong supporter... I'm asking you purely as a Geelong supporter here. Do you, are you happy with uh, going into a WA into a WA hub if required? I mean, if if I'm not if I'm not being a one-eyed supporter, I, I think it's it's probably the right thing to do. I'd say because, as you said, it's 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 got to suit everyone. And as you've said, teams have played in played in played in Perth. They've played Perth teams elsewhere. Played into state. It's only it's only fair that the season gets rounded out, so it's, it's same on all levels for all teams. And 
by by going by your rationale, it, it, I, that's probably the right way to go. And sending, who was it? Geelong, St Kilda, North Melbourne, Carlton, and Carlton. Yeah, with along with the the two WA teams, of course, to create that WA hub for that few weeks. So yeah, I couldn't I, I couldn't agree more as a Geelong supporter. I think I think it's the right thing to do and. And the reason why um, Melbourne and Essendon were ruled out was because they've already played the WA clubs. Collingwood will play a WA club in the, I think, round four. And Richmond have an interstate game in round... No, sorry, I got that the wrong way. Richmond play Fremantle in round four and Collingwood play the Giants in Sydney in round five. So the, I doubt that they'd have day, uh, back-to-back um, interstate games or back um, uh, interstate games straight into a, a hub. The key thing that has, um, which has made this, the WA hub more possible is uh, the uh, WA government's actually going to allow the interstate, uh, is going to allow the interstate clubs, so the Geelong, St Kilda's, Carlton's and North Melbourne's to still play each other during the quarantine period, um, which actually allows the season not to be pushed or the entire season to have a bye week. So I think that is a, a wonderful accommodation by the West Australian government. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's and it's and it's a way to push the season forward, and uh, uh, that's that's perfect. It's great that that they're allowing for these teams to play during that period because it obviously allows them to to get through games quicker, and it, it it'll be good for the competition as well and the fans watching. Yeah, and the WA hub element has actually given me um, our one and only question without notice and our final talking point for tonight. Should uh, uh, West Coast or Fremantle make the finals and get a home final, um, what what do you think should happen? Should the 14-day quarantine period still be a regulation? Should uh, those both sides get a home final? That's a that's a really difficult one, actually. That it's it's like the, the you'd almost have like you'd almost have to say that they almost have to come to Melbourne. Well, they yeah they really would if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna allow those teams to have games games in Perth, it it there just has to be a period where people have to take a break. And I don't think the AFL want to do that. I know that they've said that they want to play a four-week final series just as normal. So by doing that, that's not going to help that. Well, we know these rules could not exist then, but it's more the hypothetical of should these rules still be there? Yeah. In saying that, though, I, I would say that if it did come to that, I'm sure the AFL would have a plan that would suit all clubs involved in, in that issue. So I have, they've dealt with it really well so far, and I have no doubt that they would deal with that problem as well. And it's not unprecedented for interstate clubs to have to host a preliminary final in Melbourne. Brisbane Lions did it, um, but that was due to a MCG contract. So it was a slightly different issue, um, but it isn't an unprecedented issue. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's all from us uh, for this week on the, what did we call it? The special edition... Uh, round two restart special edition of the Under Pressure podcast. Um, thank you for joining us. And Jake will just remind you of our brilliant social media activity. Yep. So just as always, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know the handles. 
give them a like, share and subscribe to everyone. And you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts and the Podbean app on the Google Play Store and on the App Store as well for iPhones. So thanks again for joining us on the Under Pressure Podcast and we will see you on the next one.